Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We are now joined by Kevin Bohannon. It's not scoop and score. So what is it, Kev? It's around the horn, baby. Around the horn. We're back at around the horn. Okay. I don't have that here in front of me, so we'll just have to go around the horn. Minus. And the reason why it is around the horn is why? 2024 is here. That means baseball season, preseason. It's preseason practice is starting up for colleges. High schools will be getting after it here in the next couple of weeks. And we're 45 days away from the Razorback uh, first pitch against James Madison at Baumwalker Stadium. Hmm. Now, they, they can't start practicing before school starts, though, can they? Or maybe they can. Right. They're working out, yes. yes. Okay. Right. They're working out. They will start their together team practices when school starts. Well, I have it on good authority that Arkansas pitching is really good. You hearing that? It's really good. And I know we've heard that the last couple of years, and people are probably going to call in, send a message saying, mm-hmm. same story, second verse. But, guys, this, this is <laughs> when you've got three guys that are top three-round picks, you're going back to 2007 when you had Nick Schmidt, Jess Todd, and Duke Welker. I mean, that's really wow. what you're looking at in terms that's- of the talent, the major league talent, potentially, of these young men. It's not just, you know, Hagen Smith, uh, Mason Molina, and Brady Tigert, who are going to be the three projected guys. Uh, it's the guys after that. It's Gabe Gakel, who came out today number nine in Perfect Games 2026 draft board. Now, I know, Rick, you love things that are way down in the future. That's two and a half years away. That's there's two drafts between now and then. Yeah, that's but, okay. Hey, if he's rated yeah. that high right now and he's here, great. Yeah, he's not the highest race back. Uh, Ryder Helfrich, the freshman catcher, one of four uh, catchers to, uh, trying to get playing time this year. He's number five on the list. Gabe Gekko's number nine. Hunter Deep, wow. uh, the lefty. Uh, he's going to be one that is in there. Ben Bybee, the sophomore. Then you got guys like Will McIntyre, Gabe Wood, who are going to be vital bullpen pieces. So, uh, really deep staff that if they can get 12 guys, and I know that's asking a lot, especially when you look the past few years, they've only had about five or six they can rely on. That's the difference between a team that ends 43 and 18 or one that's dogpiling in Omaha at the end of June. All right, we got a couple of callers waiting. You may have been listening, Kevin, all of a sudden. I can't imagine why anyone wants to talk about the <laughs> NIL, the transfer portal, oh, boy. or anything yeah. else that's going on in regards to that particular subject. Let's talk to Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, I was just uh, wondering, if y'all ever thought about the fact that the number one college team in America right now is the Michigan Wolverines. And they're coached by a man named Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And the number one team with the best record in the NFL 
is coached by a man named John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've and they are both all their broke. lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. both very good. Pretty remarkable when you think about it. Yeah. And do you think John yeah, Harbaugh yeah. and uh, Jim Harbaugh will be coaching against each other next year? I do. I believe yeah, that. I think so, too. Probably be better for college football if that happened. <laughs> well, probably do you be think? Do you him. think Michigan knew the signal for that last play that uh, Alabama <laughs> decided to run last night? Twelve called three times. Am wrong? They they showed a, a replay of that play from the end zone, from behind the play. Yeah. And the 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 snap was low. Yes, it but was. they took a they took the guard from the right side and pulled him around pulled to the left yes. side. Yeah, which and he the had nobody in. to block. Yeah, that's right. Nobody, the tackle, nobody there. I, th- I think what if happened was he took that behind that guard. He scored. The snap, but the snap was low, and the yep. guy the, the, where the hole was vacated, the Michigan defender came right through, and I'm not sure he had time to react to that. Uh, it is yeah, interesting, uh, you know, you can listen to these guys all the time, and Stephen A. Smith had Paul Feinbaum on, and they were talking about that, and Stephen A. Smith just went into one of his tirades about he's been on ESPN for 12 years, he's been a sports reporter for 30 years, and it's the first time he's ever known the name of the center. Alabama's, <laughs> Alabama's center, how do you play in game 15 and or 14 for them? And, and you can't get the ball to the quarterback because that wasn't the only time. It happened time after time mm-hmm. after time. It happened against Auburn, well, which Arkansas is what set up fourth and 31. Oh, yeah, Arkansas I agree. had some problems with that yes. this year. Yeah, actually, more the year before last. But, but nonetheless, this is Alabama. They're playing for the Collegiate National Championship, and they can't snap the ball But their the whole Rick, the whole line was exposed of Alabama oh, last sure. night. I, I get that, but and they still could have won, but that that's just inexplicable. And then it's the last play of the game, the last play of your season. You can't get the ball back to the quarterback. Amazing, amazing. Uh, y'all may have talked about this, but I didn't hear it. If you did, uh, the fact that Austin Ledbetter has left the uh, yeah. baseball program and went to the quarterback room. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think Johnny, let's okay. let's get Kevin to comment on that. Thank well, you, Johnny. I, I think Kevin, you can comment on that, but I think he saw what you just talked about. The pitching <laughs> yeah. staff. Yeah. And there there's some financial things that go into that as well. Uh, guys come in that are projected to get more innings, guess what? They're gonna get more money. Yeah. Sometimes and the way the NIL collective had worked with the baseball team, and this is the information that I got from the program, they set aside for each player what they would get. And if that money is renewable, just like a scholarship, and if that money's not there, some kids have to make a decision on what they need to do. So uh, Austin, in his best interest, thought, hey, let's give this football thing a try. Walk on to the football team. Go get that taken care of. So uh, he had a great career as a quarterback at Bryant. One state, three state championships. He was good on the mound, but he was hurt quite a bit during his baseball career. Bryant came in, had some uh, big moments for the Razorbacks, you know, postseason especially. But like you said, Rick, he kind of saw the writing on the wall. And look, he's a third year guy there. Got some guys coming in that are going to get some more innings. He didn't get 
quite as many towards the end of last season. So uh, he took what's best for him and going to go try his hand at football. And that is one busy room, I must say, right now. The quarterback room? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, speaking of back to baseball for a moment, well, we never really left it. Is the spring roster, is it set? I mean, I know after fall ball, uh, the coaches meet with the players. They go through, here's how we see you fit in. You mentioned uh, some of the NIL collective money set aside for those that – uh, work X number of innings or so forth and so on. Is the roster set? Not yet, and it should be here the next week. I do know that there are some guys that will redshirt this year based on injury. Uh, we'll be able to release that next week. So uh, they did have some because they had 50 going into the fall. There's going to be some attrition from that. They can only carry 40. Uh, like, like we said, this is a big recruiting class they brought in plus the guys that came in from the transfer portal with Jared Spreglot from Richmond, the two guys from Missouri and Kyle Wimsmeyer and Russ Lovitz. So they they have to pare it down a little bit. Then you look this team's gonna carry four catchers, guys. And that's amazing. You got Yeah, four catchers. You got the the future, which Coach Van Horn said, Ryder Helfrick, he's probably gonna be an everyday player, but it's good for him to get to come in a lot like Casey Opus when he got to, to, you know, get some time back there and build his body up uh, with Grant Cook. So he, he gets to come in, but he's a basket, you know, potentially going to play every day, catch midweek, catch on the weekend. These guys should be fresh at the end of the year. Parker Rowland and Hudson Holt had two of the best falls of anybody on the team. Parker Rowland hit close to 400 on the year. So he was the best defensive catcher down the stretch last season, and it showed the arm, the receiving, the blocking. That's what they ask catchers to do if you can hit at the plus. Uh, Michael Turner, he hit really well two years ago. They didn't have that last season uh, behind the plate. So they're going to have plenty of options this year. They're going to be able to mix and match. you got a righty, lefty, you got a switch hitter. So it's really good to have that. And Hudson Polk, the one we haven't talked about, uh, OU transfer, I think he's probably third 3B on the list right now behind Hilfrick Rowland and then Hudson White, the Texas Tech transfer, hit really well as freshman. Uh, All-American, All-Big 12 at Texas Tech. He's coming into his third year draft eligible. In some draft boards, he's a top 50, top 60 prospect. So uh, Hudson White's going to play. It's just a matter of where. Uh, they're going to have a lot of problems this year, and they're good problems because they're going to have to split innings between guys that can DH, can play a corner, infield spot. So the question is, is this going to be a team that's going to have really good pitching as we expect, but is it going to be the – Gorilla Ball, the the bash, the Louisville Sluggers is the nickname we've had in the past. It's a team that can hit over 100 home runs. They're not going to be a really fast, athletic team. I think they're going to be, but they, and they won't steal a lot of bases. So it could be back to a lot of gap shots, doubles, and home runs for this team this season. Let's squeeze in uh, Wayne. Wayne, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thank you for checking my call, Randy. Thank Listen, you for calling. Uh, both football games went my way yesterday, so I've got no complaints about that. But what happened Saturday night is a different story. Ooh, Dallas! I, the, I have watched the Cowboys all year because I love to see them lose. I've hated the Cowboys for 58 years of my life. And the reason is because... <laughs> That's a long time to hate somebody. They have the guts to call themselves America's team. They're not my team, and I'm an American. <laughs> 
But watching that play, Dan Skipper should have slam dunked Micah Parsons into the ground. That's how pissed off I was. And that's all I got to say. Wow. What? <laughs> One of our, our unusual calls. <laughs> Golly. Uh, uh, Kevin, being an old official, how did you see that play? You know, it, it, so Dan Campbell said, look, we sent three linemen over there to confuse them. Now, if Decker did report, then it's on the officials. But the right side was covered up. Left side wasn't. And it looked like it was a legal play. So it just goes back to the officials. It's in their hands at that moment, whether they can say, okay, 68 did report, but they said he did. So play nullified. Great play call. I thought it was excellent. You know, Dan Skipper showed back in his days in Arkansas that he could be a versatile guy, so he's kind of a decoy out there. But Dan Campbell said, we sent three linemen to the head official to, quote-unquote, duke the Cowboys so they can kind of figure out. But they have to let them guys know, the defense know, who's eligible and who's not. So Cowboys should have covered it at the end of the day. And they didn't. And they did. And they're saying it was also an illegal formation. All right, are you ready? Are 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 you ready, Kevin? I'm ready. Ready to talk football in Arkansas. Let's join Kevin Bohannon with Scoop. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. I got to move the uh, football one to a little different spot. They were stacked on top of each other. Now, he looked at the first name, said Kevin, and uh, that's when we start off with scoop and score. No, this is Around the Horn. That's right. Uh, we were talking about the roster a few moments ago, and you used the term 40. Has the roster expanded? Has it always been 40? No, they've gone back between 35 and 40 okay. based on COVID, when COVID came up. Right. So uh, that that's what's the way it's been. And they, they said it's 40 this year. I think it'll... I think it'll stay around that number. They've been doing it about every year. They'll come in and put an amendment into the roster size uh, and count back. So we should be – so the guys that came in in 20 were, were Caden Wallace and those guys. So they're on the way out. Uh, do you want to account for the guys that were in 19, some of those guys? They're already out. You know, you look at the class of 2022 and you look at – there's only – Jason Jones is there – Cooper Dossett, Christian Fouch, Parker Cole, Gage Wood, Josh Heineman, uh, Jordan Husky, Reese Robinette. There's eight off that list with Gage Wood contributing, Christian Fouch, Parker Cole, um, and Jason Jones will compete this year. So uh, five from that class. I think I think they need to keep it around 40 because I think they need to change it to 20 scholarships, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, uh, everybody else, and they've been pushing for this. They finally got the third assistant coach paid. Bobby Wernus is on there. So as, as a paid coach and not having to volunteer and make his money off doing lessons and camps during the season. So uh, 
I like this fact now that they got the third assistant coach paid. Now they need to get the scholarship money there. NIL is making up for it anyway. It's just a matter of how much each school gets. So when you're talking about the roster, you don't see, it doesn't seem, Kevin, and maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong quite often. But anyway, uh, we don't see many super seniors, which COVID did create. Uh, is that something that, I guess, by the time you reach super senior, you're 22 or 23, I guess the most cases, if you're not in pro baseball, you probably, your playing days are over. Yeah, look at look at a guy like Will McIntyre. He falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Slavens did last year. But you don't really have many of those guys right now. Uh, Peyton Holt came out uh, 2019 class, so this would be his last year anyway because you get five years to play four. Uh, plus, he went the JUCO route, went to Crowder after he went to uh, ULM to start, I believe. So, uh, you get a red shirt year in there. Uh, Wahiva Aloy, the projected starting starting shortstop, uh, was at Sacramento State last year. This is only his second year. Uh, so, guys, you, you don't see those super seniors like you said. Will McIntyre is really the oldest one on the on the block right now. Parker Rowland, Hudson Polk, those are three and four year guys. So. Uh, it's a really good mix of veterans and new guys that come in. You talk Van Horn, Coach Van Horn, talking about the future and Ryder Helfrich behind the plate. Then you got young guys, Jason Jones. It's his only his second year. Wahiva Aloy at shortstop, his second year. Reese Robinette, Ty Wade uh, from Texarkana, who hit 13, 14 home runs last year to lead the state of Arkansas. He may redshirt this year. He may not get enough at bats uh, where they want to use his red shirt that way. Uh, but he's going to have the potential to hit for the Razorbacks, whether it be this year or next two years. What about Reese Robinette? What's going to be his role? I think the problem is there's just too many guys in front of him that are really good. You know, when you talk about you have four guys behind the plate, then you got Jack Wagner, Ben McLaughlin, potential at first base. Wagner hit 15 home runs for Tollerton State last year. Stovall's going to be at second. Big Country is Reese's nickname. Could play third as well. Peyton Holt, Jared Sprague, lot. The Peyton Holt hit three ninety two last year in seventy four at bats. He, he's he's the spark, he's a spark plug on that team. He's one of the guys that you look on the potential Dave Van Horn Championship teams and say that guy can get us somewhere. So Peyton Holt's going to be an everyday player. It's just he doesn't have anywhere to play right now. That stick needs to make room somewhere. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on this week. That is Kevin Bohannon, Around the Horn, thanks to the Wood family leadership.